There is a cost to telling the truth. Sometimes, when you tell the truth, you're applauded for it. But if you say out loud what everyone knows is really going on but isn't spoken, well then, you are toast, mister. It wasn't much, but I wanted to get a penalty against Nashville early in the... Okay, that is now a former NHL referee last night caught in a hot mic situation saying, you know, that wasn't much, but I need to give Nashville a penalty because I gave somebody else a penalty, the other team the penalty. other So what is that? That's the truth, Ruth. That's the truth. It's just that that referee got caught saying it out loud so everyone can hear. So be careful when you speak the truth, because sometimes the authorities, and in this case the NHL, don't want the truth to come out. And the truth about social media is that it is not your friend, that the tech giants of the Silicon Valley are not interested in building a greater society. They are not interested in furthering democratic ideals. They are interested in your eyeballs and your eyeballs on their platform for as long as possible. So what? So they can sell you things with advertisements, collect your data, and sell that to advertisers? All of that is very much the truth. What's going on in the world of tech giants? Microsoft is apparently in talks to acquire Discord. What is Discord, you ask? Well, Discord is best known for its free service that lets gamers communicate by video, voice, and text. And increasingly, it has become popular during the pandemic. Discord is kind of a chat sort of feature for mainly for gamers. Microsoft is looking to buy that. That deal is not done. Microsoft is out shopping after it tried to buy TikTok. That didn't work out so well for it. Let's get a better sense of what is going on with social media and how Canadians use that. And I am pleased to welcome to the program Anatoly Grost, who is the Canada Research Chair at the Ryerson Social Media Lab. Welcome, Anatoly. Good afternoon. You had a big uh, report last year that looked at what is the number one, the number one social media site for Canadians. And I'm not surprised that way out in front is Facebook. But I wonder if you could break down the demographics a little further for me about how Canadians use social media and who uses what. Yes, of course. So as you said, Facebook is still number one platform which is not surprised, but if we dig deeper a little bit and look at the demographic distribution of Facebook users, we actually see that when we compared the same data from 2017, so about three, four years ago, they, Facebook lost uh, a substantial proportion of younger uh, users. So we see about 11% drop with population between 18 to 24. And then we look at the you know, second uh, most popular platform, um, actually, third one, so Instagram. So we see Instagram actually gain more users in that category. So you can see it's a bit of a shift uh, between how we 
communicate online or younger audience communicate and there's preference to communicate via short videos and, and pictures. So Instagram certainly gaining and the momentum, even though both platforms are owned by the same company. Where's YouTube also. Yeah, where's, TikTok in the, where's TikTok in there? Because I was interested to see in that, in your stats from last year, that it was quite low down on the list. I'm wondering if you've seen it jump up. So TikTok actually is a kind of newcomer to our market, Canadian market. Uh, and so it's not um, that surprising that it wasn't uh, in the top three. It's within top 10. Uh, we have about 15% of Canadian uh, online users uh, on the platform. And that percentage is probably a little bit higher because our survey only um, you know, questioned people um, 18 years old and above. Mm. And we know that TikTok tends to be uh, preferenced by much younger audience. So I suspect that uh, it's 15% and above and it's growing popularity. And again, it's largely due to this new way, new form of expressing themselves online, users able to post short videos uh, and engage uh, their audience in, in that way. And it's, it's popular right now. We don't know how long that trend is going to last. We see rivals implementing similar features. Uh, you know, Snapchat and Instagram have all implemented those, you know, short videos. But so far, TikTok is able to kind of be here and get the momentum going. The thing that strikes me about TikTok, and for any of our listeners who haven't been on it, it is, as you describe, Anatoly, as a short videos. Um, it, but unlike Instagram um, or Snapchat, uh, you don't have to follow anybody. It just auto-populates. It auto-plays. The algorithm just seems to – it just knows what you've lingered on for longer and then will populate your feed with more of that. So, for example – you know, I go on the thing and I just all of a sudden, you know, 15, 20 minutes seems to vanish. And it turns out, I didn't know this, but it turns out I'm really into van conversion videos and because it just they just keep coming up and coming up. And I'm wondering if you can comment on how the social media um, platforms are changing their engagement and their way to draw our eyeballs in for longer. Yeah, so what you describe is this secret formula that TikTok uses, this recommender formula, recommending you related videos. And they learn through your clicks, through your interactions with the platform, what you like, what you don't like. And they show you more of what you like. And so as a result, they keep your eyeballs on the platform for longer. And essentially, they're able then to, to, to monetize your engagement going forward. Um, other platforms doing the same thing. YouTube is uh, also well known for their recommender system uh, of you know watching related videos. Perhaps it may not be as engaging or funny because YouTube is much broader platform in terms of topics and user base. Um, but yet they still able to draw people's attention through this related videos uh, mechanism. The concern that I'm I have, and we've seen it in some of these studies we've done that. Uh, this ability for platforms to target your interests uh, kind of allows them to keep us within our uh, what we call future bubbles. Hmm. Essentially, Sorry, say that term again, Anatoly. I, I will hit that one more time. Future That's... bubble. Hmm. So it's essentially keeping us in this bubble of related videos uh, that we only are mostly exposed to the same topic or content that we already like, and as a result, we may not realize what else might be happening outside of our bubble.
in some cases, if you look in at uh, funny engaging pictures or videos of uh, cute pets, uh, dogs, cats, that's fine. But when we're talking about perhaps some topics uh, that's more controversial or that bring some misinformation uh, you know, to the video, uh, then that's a bit problematic. So essentially, if you keep being exposed to misinformation on the topic like vaccination, then it's certainly a problem. Yeah, and, and, and these social media um, companies are not interested, and we've seen this, it's just been proven to us time and time again. They're not interested in you know, uh, fostering a positive public discourse. They are interested in one thing and one thing only, and that is your eyeballs on their platform for longer. It, it's true. In a way, they are trying to monetize our engagement. And like any company would do, they will, you know, try to impress the investors. Uh, on the other hand, I think because of public pressure and pressure from policymakers, especially in the U.S., because where this is where most of the social media platforms are located that we're using here in Canada, uh, companies are realizing that they're not as, uh, you know, big to fail. They are vulnerable uh, to regulations. And you can see even Facebook in the U.S. right now running commercials of, hey, we should be regulated. Like, what industry have you seen uh, that running commercials on TV saying, hey, regu- regulate us, please? So that's yeah, but that's because they, they, they're desperate for not to be broken up. We'll take regulation, just don't make us sell off some assets. Oh, of course. So there is a kind of, it's a PR uh, approach as well, campaign to say, hey, we are willing to tell us how we should behave, but within certain constraints. So, so clearly, but I guess my point is that the comp- even though the original intention for most of the social media platforms kind of increase their user engagement, keep their users happy and active on the platform, turn around, sell their eyeballs through targeted ads. But because of all the negative consequences that we're currently observing, that some of the platforms uh, bring, like misinformation um, and, and hate speech and so on, the platforms are now finally becoming more sensitive. Um, but to what extent, it's unclear. Hmm. To what extent are they actually willing to fix some of the inherent inherent problems that these platforms uh, have? Anatoly, I'm almost out of time. Let me just ask you this final question. Is there any real challenge to Facebook's dominance as the prominent and uh, the number one social media platform for all Canadi- for most Canadians? Well, some of the newcomers uh, we talked about, like uh, TikTok, uh, and other ones are trying to get into this market. It's really hard to, to break in because it's hard to move uh, our own social media uh, networks. Imagine you have hundreds of friends and thousands of pictures and videos you contributed to. And now, you know, what, what is the incentive for you to take all of that and go elsewhere, like Clubhouse platform mm-hmm. and so on? So that's really, really hard. So for the near future, I would expect Facebook will dominate the market through their Instagram and WhatsApp platforms. Uh, but it doesn't mean that there won't be a new major breakthrough. And we've seen, let's say, in blockchain area, there are a lot of decentralized networks that don't rely on a single company to manage them. So th- there is some movements in that space as well. That's going to be fascinating to watch. I, I wish we had more time. It's a, a fascinating topic, and I really appreciate you being on the program, Anatoly. Thank you again. Thank you. That is Anatoly Grust, who is with Ryerson's Social Media Lab.